You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 634. Five years later, part 44, issue 40. Never judge a book by its cover. And welcome to episode 634 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today, and today I am Camper Kid. We um, we bought ourselves a camper. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, wow. In, the, uh, in, in December? The, in December, yes, yes. Rates are cheaper. So, we well, that's it. People are trying to, you know, get rid of it before they have to pay for storage. So, um, we had been looking for a while, and... Um, and we had uh, gone about maybe f- two months ago and we're looking at a couple of newer ones. And then we found one that was only a couple of years old. And we saw that they tend to hold their, you know, the, the biggest loss, just like buying a car, the biggest loss is in that first, uh, that first little bit. And uh, oh, so, yeah. we, so I went, uh, I drove down um, last month and, uh, and, you know, signed all the stuff, and uh, we had to go and do the walkthrough yesterday, and um, w- this worked out well for us because it meant that the the kids stayed at my uh, my in laws, and uh, because it was a, a good couple of hours drive to the place we were we were picking it up. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are totally. There yet? Yeah, there yeah yet? and that was exactly it. So <laughs> so uh, we drove down early yesterday, and you know realized that there's some some great camping locations right near the place so we've decided the first uh the first camping trip will be nearby and uh but yeah we did the uh we did the inspection and everything and uh all looks great and um and now we're just excited to uh you know it, it gives us something uh well aside from you know spring uh it gives us something to look forward to in the spring <laughs> yay <laughs> so and and having the quieter uh weekend uh on the way back we picked up our tree and uh and put that up and then the kids got home today and did the uh and and did the decorating and um it's it's beginning to look a lot like christmas around here which is generally early for us we're usually sort of second to third week and uh um but uh you know we realized that that trees are going to be uh, and and were uh harder to come by this time around so wow yes yes so uh, that's uh, that's my weekend in a nutshell, as they say. Over to you, sir. Uh, hi, everybody. Tonight, I'm Darren Well, and I am this dude talked to a podium kid. So I'm sure no one in America has heard that we have two Senate seats still open, right? What? That's news every night, correct? Well, tonight was the debates of the senators one of which went off fine because both participants showed up. The other one, the Republican incumbent, was a no-show. Oh, really? A Democratic candidate spoke to a podium for 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> the, the debate uh, moderator had to introduce a podium. Oh, that's great. <laughs> which, which, which one, one was it? Up? Was it Purdue didn't show up? Per, Purdue. Yeah. Now, you know, the chicken guy, right? So, uh... <clears throat> Yeah, that was a that was pretty amazing. Wait, is he one of those Purdue's? Yeah. Oh, I oh, didn't yeah. realize that. I did not realize that. 
far as I know, yes, he's part of that big family. Goodness. I mean, Sonny, his older brother, is Secretary of Agriculture, I think, right now. So, yeah. Huh. Good times. Good times, indeed. And I did the tree, too. The tree's up. Nice. And it may not come down until I get my vaccine. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't care this year. Do what you want to. Usually, uh, I'm like, yeah, I take it down first of January. Yeah. Pack it away. <clears throat> I'm like, no. Nah. Screw it. Stand up. Yeah. I put up I, want Cliff, I once left mine up for three years straight. Sweet. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so our, ours now. won't last I'm that long. Gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to keep decorating. Oh, this is artificial, please. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to keep it's, decorating it. It's a great lamp in the corner. It's totally. It's an excellent <laughs> lamp. Hey, so if you can't have the leg lamp, it's just as well, right? Those leg That's lamps right. are expensive. Guys. Yes, they are. Holy fudge. So I am literally. told. Only he didn't say fudge. I didn't. <laughs> Over to you, Mr. Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Travis Ellisora, and this weekend I was hogging a blanket lad. Um, Saturday morning, I got up early, and I wanted to go see the big Christmas tree downtown, so I grabbed up, grabbed up Juniper, and we went down there and checked it out. And, eh, it was a big tree. Um <laughs> And on the way back, I All was advertised. To, uh, yes. They said it was a big tree, and it was yeah. a big tree. It was and <laughs> on the way back, I was thinking about making some breakfast, but instead, I saw I was stopping, going to pass by Meat Boss, which is a local barbecue place that also serves breakfast. And Paul, during lunch hours, yes, you can get fish sticks. Oh, um, see, there you go. <laughs> there you barbecue, yeah. Sacrilege, sacrilege. But they have fantastic breakfast, but it's just not quite close enough to me that I would normally go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since I was on the way from downtown, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop there. And I got what they call a hog in a blanket. Uh, pig in a blanket is a little, you know, croissant roll wrapped around a little sausage. Yeah. Well, this thing is uh, ham, bacon, oh, patty yes. sausage, and Koneka sausage wrapped around a giant pancake. And served with a dipping container of uh, syrup. Yeah, buddy. It is mm. fantastic, and once you eat it, you you won't need lunch afterwards. Trust no. me, you're just you're done for the day. And uh, it sounds delightful. Uh, I, I had one about three years ago, and that's probably about how long I'll wait again. Yeah. Uh, I think if you ate one every day, you die of a heart attack within a week. Yes. But, and, uh, they, and they wonder why in the South, why we have such uh, <laughs> issues with obesity. <laughs> I know, but it, it, it was fantastic. But uh, that was me this weekend. Nice. Over to you, Michael. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Grabois. And this weekend, I was Charlie Horse Kid. Oh, no. Uh, there is nothing that I know of that will get you up faster in the morning than opening your eyes and stretching and then getting a Charlie horse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. It, it felt like someone stabbed me with a giant knife and uh, boy, I was awake and uh, I don't get these very often. It's probably been a year since I had my last one, but uh, yesterday I needed a heating pad on it to be able to, uh, to walk without it cramping up. Mm-hmm. And Today, it is uh, still a little sore, but um, usually it'll go away within 48 hours. But that those first 12 hours, boy, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, mm. 
You're right. You're right, though. I told, as soon as you said that, I I just thought of like the last time I had one and, and how quickly I got out of bed. Just like, all right, got to stretch it out. <laughs> more potassium and more water, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, wait, I I just saw that. But was that the hog in the blanket or was that? Uh... Yes. Okay. All right. It's okay. Good... Where's the where are the fish sticks on this menu? I I want to launch a complaint. <laughs> it's on the other page. Of there course you it go. is. Oh, that's funny. Oh. So yeah, that was the excitement for uh, for this weekend. So over to you, Jim. Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and this week I've been uh, Mouse Man. Uh, oh boy! It got, it got cold <laughs> a couple of nights ago, and when it gets cold, I start hearing little tippy tappy footsteps up in my attic. Not a great sign. So I had to go up there and put up all the traps. I hate mouse traps. They're the they're the worst. That is the worst board game ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was fun. Well, you'll like never get that thing put together and you know. It takes longer you, to set up than yeah. it is to... when you've got seven to nine year olds waiting on you while you're trying to connect all that crap? No way. Mm. Uh uh-uh. uh. You're gonna play trouble, kid. Have a nice day. <laughs> it's Popomatic. Exactly. I had a bad experience with a mousetrap when I was a child, and oh, ever since then, I've always had a hard time just trusting them when they set them up. <laughs> so, uh, haven't haven't checked the results yet. Uh, Still too cold to go upstairs, but tomorrow I need to go check. Hopefully, yeah. I haven't heard any tippy tap paw pads. What did you put out for bait? Oh, just peanut butter. Yeah, that works best actually. Yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah, I do not. Peanut dig butter rolls. jelly top. Peanut butter jelly top. <laughs> Oh, Jim, I feel for you. That's a, that, uh, yeah. I just, I do not do well with rodents. So, yeah, I yes. like mice. It's just, I don't want them in my house. Uh, yeah. yeah, Un- yeah. Un- unsupervised. I, I, I look it's at it. It's, it's the social contract. You know, it's like we developed the in of doors so as to not have these incursions from the out of doors. Um, so when the out of doors makes its incursion, it must be stopped. Yep. That's true. Once that, once outdoors comes in, it's uh it's it's a Darwin situation. <laughs> it's either you or them. So exactly. So that's it for me. All uh, right. oh, over to our guest, I suppose. Yes, into the future we go. Good day, everybody. It's me, Derek Bins, and today I am Tasmanian Devil Kid. Which I know probably sounds a bit redundant. Um, but <laughs> last time I was on, we were talking about Australia's greatest DC superhero, the Tasmanian Devil. Right. And so I thought I needed to actually go back and read his origins. Uh-huh. And so I was found it was Infinity Inc. was where he popped up in continuity for the first time. Right. Um, it was in Super Friends for a couple of issues. Um, and it's interesting because he's not portrayed as the biz, big fuzzball that we know him from Justice League. He's actually um, in a bodysuit um, mm-hmm. with a full face mask and sort of like horns, a little bit like Batman Beyond. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's interesting that Roy Thomas has a far better grasp of Australian slang than John Ostrander did for Captain Boomerang. <laughs> it's and truth. Oh, it gets better than that because in the last issue, and I've got the last appearance up here, um, the Global Guardians are, are leaving after everything's been settled. And Tasmanian Devil goes, Oh, mates, 
And if you're ever down under, there'll always be a blue or a beer waiting for you at the ropeable room. And Nuklon says, even if I could understand that guy, Yolanda, I don't think I like him very much. No. Oh, and my. Wildcat says, oh, Hugh, it's all right. It's just the way they talk in Australia, I guess. And then on the Global Guardian's plane, someone says, the one thing I don't understand, Devil, why did you use all that out-of-date slang the whole time we were here in Calgary? And he says, oh, you mean the old movie stuff? I suppose I just figured that's what Yanks and Canadians expected from an Aussie mate. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't let down me a door in public, especially that y Yolanda Montez. Uh, yeah. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. <laughs> I had forgotten about that, but yeah. That's right. They were in Calgary. Yep. It's, uh, you know, I mean, because that, that was an, that was like early McFarlane, or... No, he'd been on the book for a while by that point, I guess. Yeah, it was late 86, early 87. It's the same time Legends has happened. They have a few mentions of um, what's happening down in the States with G. Gordon Godfrey and all that sort of stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he started, I think he, I think he started during the crisis because that was the, the chroma thing was going on during that. Oh, neat. But yeah, I mean, if you got McFarland, it's good to have him... Uh, um, you know, draw capes and Calgary. So, <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, guys, do we have any Legion news? Oh, I guess we have that cover. Is that news? Which cover? Cover, cover? to, to um, Legion Superheroes Before the Darkness, Volume One. I saw that. Do we know that for sure that's the final cover? Because Profe Professor Mayavale is the most popular character. It's uh, Travis. It's the one listed on Amazon. On yeah, Target, Amazon on very. Amazon very much lists work in progress covers. Well, it does have but also, list, which is more than it had previously. Also, the to me it's near final. I believe it was also on the Penguin Random House site, which is the official DC trade paperback or, or reprint mm. collection site. Mm. And so they, they took the George Perez, um, Dr. Mayville cover and cut off the top where the logo is and the left side where the, uh, the faces are. And so it's just an entire cover of Perez goodness. What despite, what despite who's on the cover. What DC wants is that whenever Dr. Mayville is not, in the book, you want the audience to be asking, where is Dr. Mayavale? <laughs> <coughs> Apparently. Well, isn't that a Perez cover, though? Yes, yes it is. That's why that's the one. That it's it's the only it's the only Perez cover um, in the stories that they are reprinting. Yeah. Oh, that's George, interesting. George's art will sell a book. So, so I I suspect that when they have. Um, uh, issue or the the second volume come out in a year or so that it'll have the other Ooh, one of the Lord Romdor's castle. <laughs> no, that wasn't a Perez cover. It'll probably be Reflecto Saga. No, it's I I bet it's going to be 280. The one with the, uh, the where Superboy comes back and so he's front and center. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Definitely. I think I think but you're right. Would be gone forever. <laughs> he's never coming. Well, back. forever, forever. Two volumes ago. Yeah, I know, right. Oh well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I guess that that because who did the um, 
because this does this also have secrets in it or no? Yes, yes it does. It has three issues of secrets. Yeah. Yes. And J- Jimmy James did the covers to those. Did he do the? Okay, that's what I was wondering. I, I wasn't sure Is if he it, had done the covers or not. I think it was uh, Jimmy James and Dick Giordano. That would that makes sense because I was going to yeah. say it, it it didn't look much like his interior art, but that's the uh, the Giordano influence. True. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. So there we have it. So we've got that, and so that is for the. Um, and you know, as weird as it is, it is a thing that keeps popping up everywhere, right? Um, what, Doctor Mayville? Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 he, it, he, he's always the one that is popping up on this list or that list. And I think that they're, what they're not realizing is that usually when he pops up, it's not to say nice things about him. No, maybe really. he's the great darkness. Oh, oh that God, would be hilarious. <laughs> I would lose my collective oh my caca. God, It'd can you imagine? Yeah. It's uh, the the uh, the the return oh, you never expected. Thanks for putting that out into the universe, Jim. Yes, <laughs> yes well. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bendis is plotting based upon our talking around. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, man. Can Still you waiting on, uh, on Damien to be a full-time Legionnaire. So, you know. What are you talking about, well, Darren? Travis, he, he has been ever since he joined the Legion. I know. I know. <laughs> Travis, who was it that drew that picture of uh, uh, Dr. Mayville that I think you got? I got one from Wasn't Tom it? Power. Yeah, I think that was it. Wasn't he the one who, who redesigned him on Twitter? Yeah, for this, this little kind of return of Dr. Mayville is what we call it. Yeah. Now, I just, you know, I just pulled up the cover on the... Um, on the uh, um, Penguin Random House site, and that the 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 logo in the uh, the I, I said logo I use the term logo um, very loosely, but the the uh-huh. trade dress that they've got on it, that stuff's rough. Yeah, I, I mean everything about the layout of this, uh, you know, I gotta hope that it is a. Uh, I don't progress. like it at all. It I think awful. it looks kind of awful. That's why I, I don't ki- think it's final. I kind it's... of think they might have let the graphic design department go in the yeah. last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's probably what it is, honestly. Oh my god, because it's just it's hideous. You know, really? you've got well, the to to be fair, the the cover itself isn't that great. Uh, right. I mean, it's it's Perez, but it's very busy. Yes, and definitely. It's, it's not something that he would have done, you know, ten years later. Yeah, no. He was he was still well, he was still fairly young. I mean, this is what nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, he he had he wasn't even, you know, superstar George Perez. He was just regular George Perez. He, mm-hmm. he hadn't even a JLA yet, right? Yeah, is it pre JLA, pre Teen Titans or new ti- new Teen Titans? Just Avengers. Yeah. He had just come over to DC. He was doing some random covers here and there until they and, could launch um, Titans. Think, yeah, until they. Yeah, and yeah. and um, some Firestorm backups he, in in Flash. Well, he was going to do Justice League, but then Titans took off like crazy. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, he he did a he did Justice League for a little while. Yeah, he? he had a bit of a He did a couple of interiors, but he did he did covers a lot. But then oh yeah, it it became Don Heck's book. 
which I right. don't think did the book many favors, honestly. Yeah, no. No. Um, it's kind of like, can we get a better artist for JLA, please? But, but even the, um, just, yeah, it's just, it, it, just the, the way that they lay out that big block in the middle, um, uh-huh. you know, partially obscuring Karate Kid, which, Travis, I, I'm sure we can all agree this is a sin. Um, well, the yellow bleeds into his collar. It looks. Yeah, not- yeah. Well, and I mean, Dr. Mayvale's costume is busy. I mean, but but you know they could have I mean, they could have even busy. moved it up and just blocked out the word balloon. Um, it's like it's like uh, George Perez's Troya costume was busy. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, which was kind of a, a trend that was happening at the time was yeah you know because look, look at Firestorm. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> as right? was the style of yeah. the time. Yeah. Could you imagine Troya with a big jacket and pockets? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that was next. Um, <laughs> you know it. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta say, not, not crazy about that as a cover, and, and yeah, like, surely there was some sort of. Uh, uh, I know, don't call you Shirley. Uh, there was some sort of of group shot at the time that could have been used rather than this. Yeah, prob- not probably. Not really. Uh, if you go back, and... but it doesn't need to be a cover. <laughs> Wasn't there well, like a, but... that? Stuff that they used for the Legion Outpost, couldn't they have used that? Or is that coming still? Like that lineup of most of the Legionnaires? No, it's coming. Because mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. the Legionnaires going in the time bubble to go to Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the uh, house ad. Yeah. yeah, that house ad. Yeah. That's not here yet. Yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy. George Perez did the did Justice League of America 200. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. But that was, I thought that was a whole run. But yeah, it was just one issue, wasn't it? No, yeah. he, he picked up. Um, during the JLA JSA new one gods. nine two one nine three something like that yeah when because Dick Dillon was a lot of issues. Dick Dillon was the JLA artist at the time, and then he passed away, and Perez was like, "Well, I have the time." Yeah. And they're like, "George, you think you can do a team book?" And he's like, "Well, I did Avengers, so yeah." That's like <laughs> just looking back. Have I mean, you that is seen uh, my resume. <laughs> yeah, that is just. <laughs> and I mean, admittedly, he was just building that, but you know, it it is funny. It's like, can you handle a team book? And he's like, "Hold my beer." <laughs> yeah. Drew Cap, Cause... Iron Man, Thor, and Scarlet Witch for a while. Yeah, I think I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can they? It's the, don't worry. I'll lay them out alphabetically. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh good grief yeah so that is um scheduled for february 2nd um still and um so there you go and so as mentioned it covers the um uh 260 to 271 and secrets uh-huh. of the right. legion one to three yep so so this is the um, the quote unquote best half of the Conway run, which includes the Space Circus of Death, and uh, it's not saying much, uh, people. It's not Doctor <laughs> Doctor Doctor Mayavale. Um, that was Dematis, not yes, Conway. which was not uh, yeah exactly. Well, yes, but it's I call it the, it's the Conway era, yeah. even though Dematis did a handful of issues. Mm-hmm. Anything with Ditko in there was not. Not good. Grimbor, boy, cosmic eyes. Mm. Gr- like Grimbor, Grimbor isn't in this half, is he? No. I think he makes an appearance before he does the big chain. The so, Earth thing so this is thing. definitely not the good half, then. 
Although I suppose the other half has Lord Romdor's castle, which is it has Rom- Lord Lord Romdor. It's also got um, the the saga 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 saga. saga. Um, so you know if you consider that to be the best half, and that that should end with it, the origin <laughs> spotlight. It should end with the spotlight on wildfire. Right, and it starts with the yeah. It starts with the origin of block. And that right, leads into that right. leads into yeah the ice uh, planet and start of the Levitz. Right, period. so so it ends right with with the probably a Roy Thomas Paul Levitz issue, mm-hmm. and then the first Levitz issue was already reprinted in the Great Darkness Saga Deluxe Edition. Yeah, yeah. right, two eighty four. Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember the exact number. And then there'll Wait, be a complete Legion of Superheroes run in print, even though you can't get Archives 13 to, for me. Well, and, and, and you know, the other thing is with um, um, it dovetailing into, uh, into Great Darkness, I mean, that's, that's currently out of print. So um, perhaps that will get um, a new... Uh, yeah, before, before he was let go, I had been chatting with um, Hank Connell's over what material should be reprinted if they decide to um, keep going, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have have one volume that has the, uh, like, the supervillain war along with the first half of Tales, because Tales has never been reprinted, those 12 right. issues. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they take place in the, at the same time chronologically and you need to put that annual in there instead of the stupid curse hardcover (laughs) so but i have no idea i have no idea who's who's in charge of reprint collections over there now no one knows anything over there now yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i i I expect there may be some delays along that line (laughs) i probably Probably. You know, because it, it sounds to me like it's going to be one of those things where it's like the all right. So when's the next one coming out? Who's in charge of that now? I, I don't yeah. know. We we fired that guy. Who, oh, whose crap. job is that now? Mm. Yeah. Or was that supposed to have been? Yeah, exactly. Who will that have? Yeah. Who who will been that going have to been have going been. to have been? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. In that case, we have um, we have a new um, issue to. Uh... Well, not a new issue. Well, yeah, it's not new. a new well, old issue. New, new for well, I'll, te- I'll I'll tell you. This is as, <laughs> this is the first new issue of Legion I've read in a while because uh, I stopped reading five years later at thirty nine. Ah, well, there so you now go. I'm in. Bold new territory for me. See, there we go. Oh. It's new to Jim. Now you're getting the good stuff. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's going to be a bold new direction pretty soon. Yes. Oh, it will be. This is the beginning of that for sure. Yeah. And I gotta no, say, more like the, it's more like the 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 end of it because the bold new direction really starts after the beer bombs leave. Yeah, true. But this is setting up for the split in the book, so. Yes, exactly. So, um, so Derek's going to take us through this one. I'd just like to address the cover first. Would you like to okay, address good. the I have, cover, sir? I have some things to say about it too, but only you go first. 
uh, all all I have to say is just the um, yeah, it was a tease. It was a tease, and I saw the guess who's back, and I saw the wrong at the bottom, and it was like, oh man. Well, can we talk about how comics used to be sold back in the day when this book came out, where you would go to your comic book store, and typically they'd have them all on a on vertical shelves. Yes. So you didn't see the wrong when you reached for this book because it was covered by totally the, whatever the, the hell title. was under right. it. Yeah. Right. You only saw like two thirds of it and you're like, Oh my God, wildfire's back. He hasn't been around since. Oh my God. This is going to be the greatest years. thing. I, I was like, is this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Could there be anything better than this? And I lifted it out and it said wrong. Damn it. Or, and or the worse. answer is yes, there could have been. <laughs> or worse. They put it in your pull list. Or worse, you just grabbed it so quick and you put it on the bottom of everything that you had in your hand already and you didn't notice the wrong. Yeah, yeah. Total <clears throat> bait and switch. Yeah, Total yeah. BNS. It's uh, barely appearing in this issue. Yeah, yes. basically. Erg one, he's my and favorite. he got the whole cover. He got the entire cover. There's more and, important and, things going on than this guy in this book. And I'm going to say, like, I love the cover aside from that aspect of it. Um... Well, you like it because it's got Kirby Crackle all over it. Yeah, it yeah, and it's like, it's imminent. I like I, mean, the, I like those dirty beams. Yes, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. Like just the 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 dirty, dirty beams. The, the yeah, no, it's 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 some some fine work by Ron Boyd on this, um, and. The crackle looks great, and I love the way that it splits up and just you know that energy doesn't just it, it isn't just you know it, it it's 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 messy and uh, and with with and deliberately so I, I I love the look of it I love the the look of the stuff through the beam and um, yeah I, I it's you know if you were gonna bring wildfire back this would be this would be the cover with which to do it unfortunately yes. So when I was writing up my notes this afternoon, I said, um, uh, last time when we talked about issue 39, I stated that after rereading the series so far and reading the uh, It's Okay, I'm a Senator entries, yep. I had a better feeling for what Giffen was doing and what the beer bombs were doing. Um, and with this issue, they are on their own for better or for worse. And this cover is one of the worst. Um, I mean, is, and, I don't know. I mean, it's a... Hold on. So... What what I wrote in my notes, I said it is it is a knowing and deliberate thumb to the nose for the Bronze Age readers whose legion included Wildfire, arguably one of the most popular legionnaires, and more pointedly the first of the Bronze Age. And Tom does have a discussion of why Squire is on the cover uh, at the end of the episode. I don't know. I think it's a fun cover. I think it's fun. It is, yes. but but he's saying. You know, if they didn't have the guess who's back wrong, it wouldn't be as bad. It would have been as bad. Really? Yes, you as bad. You wouldn't have read the story and said, "Wait, where's where's Wildfire?" No, it's not. It's not that. It is that they're deliberately telling you that they are not bringing Wildfire back. I don't know because I, because Wildfire to them is the first of the the Bronze Age legionnaires, and it's not their legion. Does he actually say that? No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, I'm that saying is, you might be reading is, a bit. You might be reading a bit more into it. Superboy and Supergirl controversy on the Facebook page today was something hot. <laughs> that, that was a that is a strong read between the line read. 
I think it's just a funny cover. Well, but if you, uh, I agree with you, Jim. If you look at what they did with all of the other Bronze Age legionnaires, or not all of them, almost all, with the exception of the exception of Tyrock and Invisible Kid. I mean, look what happened. I said, with with the exception of that. Look at look what they did to Block. Look what they did to Wildfire. Look what they did to Dawnstar. Yeah, but look what they did to classic Silver Age Legionnaires. I mean, it, it's not exactly it's equal opportunity for bad things happening. I mean, that I is think it, 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 yeah, I I I think it 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 can be easy to get kind of a persecution complex on the. Uh, on... I mean, Phantom Phantom Girl got dusted before the book opened. Yeah, yeah Phantom uh... Girl, Sun Boy. Uh... Which other others, boy, like Rock, Rock lost his powers. I mean, I mean, everybody's getting it bad, getting it raw. Ooh. Yeah, but they're still around. Yeah. Well, so I if mean, this is a person, if this is a persecution complex, then I'm feeling persecuted. Garth is a protean. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Garth is a protean. You did not do that. <laughs> but yeah, that, but that's always been the case and always will be. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anyway. by, the way, by the way, this cover, we didn't mention it, penciled by Stuart Eminem. Yes, yes. And thanks for run by Ron Boyd. Yeah. And and I also want to say up front that this is probably the best art in the whole series so far. I really, really like what Eminem has done or will do with the uh, with the series. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. I like seeing people's faces. I, I mean, honestly... <laughs> I like the inks on the blast, but I find the actual figure kind of blah. I'm talking about the interior work too. Yeah. Oh, the interior work as well. Okay, I thought it was been the yeah. cover. No, 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 not not the best cover. Just I think that Eminent is the best artist on the book up to this point. I think to me, well, we'll get into it, but mostly he looks a lot like Peter. Is it Peterson? Was it Peterson or was there's it? Some, uh, there's some Grant? there's some bits that do resemble Pearson Pierce, on, Pearson on the faces for sure. Yeah, it's a bit familiar. It it's, reminds me heavily of Pearson. And I think that might have as much to do with sort of the slicker style of uh, of, of Boyd's inks on, on on this. But but yeah, we'll get into it. As, oh as oh yeah, through, but the, yeah, did they share an anchor? It was Boyd on? No, Pearson. it was actually oh. um, mostly Carl Story. Um, oh. On uh, on on Pearson, but there's a there's a, a similar slickness to uh, to to a lot of the figure, right? Uh, and 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 sort of the line, but but it was a a more dimensional line, um, and 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 to his credit, Eminem laid a lot of the look of this at at, at Boyd's uh, uh, feet. Um, he said he said so much of that was was how how Ron took took the line. And um, so, yeah, there's there's as much to uh, as much to appreciate from Ron Boyd as there is to Stuart Eminem, at least if you were to ask Stuart Eminem. And uh, I also did not realize that Boyd came on the Legion this early. You know, he, there's another two years before Zero Hour, oh, and yeah. he's going to be he's going to be the the main artist or continue as the main inker yeah. on the Legion book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's, um, I, 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 you know, I know that at the very least he was well into, uh, the final night stuff because, um, I, the, one of the oh, copies, right. my, the copy I have with the Feral Lad cover, um, is, uh, is signed by Ron Boyd. 
and um, because he lived next door to the comic shop. <laughs> he used to just come, <laughs> in, come in and take a Sharpie to the issues. <laughs> oh, my God. How poor would we all be if we were, like, kids living next to a comic book shop? Dear God. <laughs> I'd still be paying off, like, a huge stack of <laughs> not red yet. Yeah, well... <laughs> feel like that's still the case <laughs> it is it is but it'd be much worse it'd be much worse absolutely all right so derek why don't you uh take us through this no worries so we have legion of superheroes issue number 40 and we open up with chameleon boy on earth or new earth or what's left of it 94 cities linked in space all that remains after the cataclysm 50 million survivors trying to pull an entire world back together or, at the very least, to pull their lives back together. And he's walking through some kind of equivalent of an airport lounge by the looks of it. And there's uh, someone talking to a science police officer. But I was told she'd be on this flight. Look, she's just not on the list. Oh, my bond, she's got to be on this flight. Look, mister, I'm sorry. And... Chameleon Boy is met by Rock and Devlin. Cam, over here, says Rock. Rock and... Oh, Cam, you remember Devlin O'Ryan. Well, he's agreed to join the team. Oh, really? Well, yes, Mr Daggle. And I must say, it's a real (laughs) honour. Hey, don't worry about Devlin, Cam. He's got an excellent power, and his performance during the Earth War was exemplary. Ah, come on, Mr Crane. No, really, Devlin. And Cam is suddenly taken aback. Holy, then there really is an entire kid legion. (laughs) Gods, what a sight. It's like waking up 20 years in the past. And we see a mixture of SW6 and old legionnaires doing repairs on the city. Uh, We see Cosmic Boy, Sun Boy, Duo Damsel, Colossal Boy, Ultra Boy, and... Phantom Girl from the SW6 batch, and what I think is Ultra Boy and Andro- uh, Andromeda. I'm getting ahead of myself. Laurel <laughs> uh, Gant from the, the old Legion. And it looks like Colossal Boy might be putting repairs onto a possible Fortress Lab type structure. I'm not certain there. Certainly. Yeah, it looks kind of like that. Yeah. 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 And, and, and Matterator Lad and Lightning Lad at the bottom. Yeah, I was just going to say down in the foreground. Yeah. Ah. And Rock says, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a mind trip, isn't it, Cam? That it is, Rock. That it is. Meanwhile, over in the Metropolis Dome at Brand Enterprises, I can't believe you even thought of risking valor in the time stream right now. Said to DC Editorial. (laughs) (laughs) Said everybody. But in this case, it's old Brainy. And young Brainy says... Look, it was a calculated risk. I mean, who would you have sent in his place? No one, says old Brainy. Not until we have a more definite... Shh, quiet, poor Laurel's asleep, says young Brady. And SW6 Laurel is dozing in a chair. And young Brainy puts her hand on her shoulder and she's sort of half awake and she goes, Fowler, where's Fowler? Is he back yet? No, Laurel, he says young Brainy, and old Brainy says, I'll face the facts. If he were going to return, he'd be back by now. Wow, bedside manner, Brainy strikes again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Laurel doesn't take this too well, 
and young brainies there trying to comfort her. And listen, listen, Laurel, there's always hope. You've got to believe that, Laurel. And she goes, no, no, he's gone, isn't he? I'm never going to see him again, am I? And young Brainy is giving old Brainy a look. That is a baleful <laughs> glare. <laughs> yeah. Now, did this girl always have the Supergirl stunt, uh, headband? Because she's got it here. Mm-hmm. I just don't uh, recall seeing it before. I think it's appeared before, but it has not been consistent at all. Mm. Okay, fair enough. And that's... <laughs> and uh, book, right? S- <laughs> SW6 Valor was sent back in time, back in issue 37. And he was only going back to 2978 to find out the truth about the Dominator's cloning legion. Right. And then he took a left turn at Albuquerque. (sighs) And he's going to end up in the 20th century before too long. To team up with Timberwolf. Maybe. 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 (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) Okay. Meanwhile, at a nearby space dock, we have the subs and Sade <laughs> and Firelad is there. Okay, let's go, you guys. Sade, I hope you're all ready to work. Hey, a little work never scared me, Smokestack. <laughs> I love that nickname. Yes, I do too. For him. Yeah, totally. I love that nickname for him. Totally, yes. She's one smooth operator. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and they come out into a crowd of adoring fans. Look, it's the subs. All right, yeah. Hey, are those greys the greatest or what? <laughs> are, are we in the Boston uh, city here? What's going on? I, I, I like that the subs are finally getting some recognition. Absolutely. You know, they were after they, the years of gif and abuse. <laughs> well, not only that, but they were never in it for the recognition. They were in it to help the Legion wherever they could. And right. they they finally were able to help. Yeah, the parades were never for them, for sure. Uh, Stoneboy's there going, wow, recognition. <laughs> Chlorophyll Kid says, thank you, thank you, everybody, thank you. Sade not being impressed. Oh, man, this adulation garbage is not what I need. And somebody in the crowd says, hey, forget them, look over there, it's Universo. <laughs> now there's a real hero. Yeah. Universo for president. <laughs> and there's Universo. Now, now, let's have none of that. You people have a president and a fine one at that. Stoneboy is unimpressed. Universo, a hero. Police, says Porcupine Sheep. <laughs> Police. You said it perfectly. <laughs> Shade's there. Ha! Adulation. What did I tell you, Phoebes? It's all horse pit. That's it. Not horse um, pit. Stone boy, you know, you, like in the five years later, he's shown to learn how to have moved in his stone form. Right. But the color also changed to brown. So I always wondered if it was a different kind of stone that he learned how to morph into. Because hmm. before it was always kind of a grayish. Yeah. Yeah. And so now or he's got this coloring like, issue. Maybe. I, I always thought maybe it was like more of a harder dirt form because yeah, yeah. that would be more malleable you know maybe yeah. I, I don't know it's just me it, overthinking it probably yeah like like in other words the idea that that uh he could change into more than one type of stone right uh, legion fans never overthink anything <laughs> never <laughs> but that's uh, the one thing we all have in common <laughs> 
and uh, uh, the people of Earth, or at least of Metropolis, must have really short memories because uh, Universo has tried to take over the world twice already. I'm pretty sure he's been president before. Yeah. Well, his... his uh, In a manner of speaking. Yeah, president, his puppet was president. Yeah. Either that or they're very forgiving. Or, or it's forgetful. The, the impression I get is that Universal's got like a low level like hypnosis thing going on. Mm. Just getting everyone's attention. This is my read on it. Making everyone positive towards him. Exactly. Could yep. be. Not not enough for like Saturn Girl to detect and lock down, but enough for him to get some happy right. vibes. Yeah. Meanwhile, nearby, <laughs> we have Jacques Foucault, the invisible kid. They said she might be on this flight. My first glimmer of hope was that she may have survived. And now, nothing. Damn it, Danielle, you have to be on this flight. Tyrock comes rushing up through the crowd. Jacques, there you are. Jacques, please, the science police can find your sister. You have important work to do. Work does not interest me, Troy. Not when I still do not know if my sister is dead or alive. Look, Jacques, like it or not, you're the president of New Earth. There are critical matters that need your attention. You as the vice president, Troy, you tend to them. I am more busy with an important matter. And he spots a And if you figure do not go away, I shall taunt you a second time. Oh, oh, there, there will be much taunting, you son of a hamster. <laughs> Danielle, good Lord, there she is, Danielle. Jacques, Jacques, I can't believe it's really you. Daniel, oh, thank God, thank you. I'm okay, big brother, really. Uh, and we cut to a ship docking with the dome. Please clear the area. Bay 1 is in a security zone. Please clear the area. And we have Kent Shakespeare. Look at those crowds. I have yeah, a bad feeling about this. Further with this. Yeah. Um, I have a real issue with the whole Jacques, Daniel reunion. I know they had to do it. But I'm thinking as president of Earth, I would have found my sister long before the evacuations even started. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion on Earth. I can almost understand that not being able to, you know, because they'd just been through a war, that all the power spheres had exploded, the confusion of the evacuation. There, there's maybe, enough but the subs, the subs knew about her, right? Yeah, but maybe she decided to stay behind with them and try and help out. Maybe. Rather than or go and wasn't find she like a medical evacuation, was. it might have just, you know, it might have just got, she might have got evacuated first, and it's just taken a long time to get back to the new Earth. Possibly. I think she, she was hanging out with um, Crystal Kid and compute. I mean, and uh, some of the other ones who were Cat's found and from the, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I get why they had the scene. The scene doesn't bug me. It's just the whole. If, if I'm president of Earth and I heard that my sister had just been freed from one of the tubes, I'd be like, no, she comes over to me now. It's family. It's not a, you know, but that's just me. It just felt awkward. It was a, it, it was a, 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 a combat promotion. I mean, yeah, you know, it's. Uh... Anyway. Yep. Yep. Go ahead, Mr. Merrick. Certainly. Uh, Kent Shakespeare is saying. Look at those crowds. I have a bad feeling about this. Sorry, it's Han Solo saying yes. this. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't think these people belong back on Earth in the first place. 
they've been mind wiped and they're Dominion pawns during the during the war. So I need a little bit of help identifying some of the people in this panel because I can't make out them. All right. So if you go back to issue 27, there was when they went to the Weisinger chambers, there was a whole list of people who um, who were listed as mind wipe complete. And I will point out some of them as they show up. Um, let's see the woman in white there. She was one of the uh, like the Fantastic Four analog, a ghost. I think her name was. Yeah, but didn't they kill her? No, she was the one who lived. Oh, okay. There were there they were two who got killed, killed. The others. Right. The okay. guy in green is most likely Absorbency Boy, who would later become Earthman. Mm. Um, it kind of looks like the Earthman costume. He does, he does a little bit, yeah. And, and and the only reason I say that's him is because of the sideburns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, the, so we we will be introduced to Squire in the orange and blue armor later. The guy behind him is Holdor, who was one of Pulsar Stargrave's um, minions. Uh, minions yeah. from Quicksand and Holdor, and I don't know who the uh, the little girl in in back. Um, we I don't recognize her. Hmm. Right. And I'll I'll mention the others as they come up. Sure thing. So we have Ken Shakespeare and. Uh, senior element lad talking to uh, a doctor and the doctor says Mr. Shakespeare, I share your concerns but the facilities here to treat their unique conditions are here and in the background that's Charmer and she goes oh, come on, just for a sec <laughs> and the doctor continues, so, yes go ahead I was going to say that is not actually Charma. It's not Charma. No, uh, no it's, it, Charma's dead Char Charma was killed after her first issue. They sent her to prison to an all-woman's prison, and the women killed her there. Um, people think that it's her daughter, but this issue takes place only 14 years chronologically after the the first Grimbor and Charma issue, and that woman looks older than 14. So either it's the daughter of Charma and Grimbor who was be born before then. Or, as Tom Bierbaum says, uh, he intended it to be the sister of the original Charma. Well, her name comes up later. Yes. As Cochetta Drisden. And who's the prisoner on the far left of the panel with the black hair? I believe that's, that was that's the... That's that ghost uh, character, right? Well, then who was the, the one in the white? I don't remember their names. The ones who uh, the Fantastic Four analog, Flare. That is that they Flare. Use, they use Flare for Human Torch in that Fantastic Four group. But I mean, is that is that her in the white costume? That is in the not how she, she's Flare's an African American woman with a fro. Last time we saw her, yeah, not being flamed up. So, if that's her, then she's had a total redesign because this looks like someone with orange skin and black hair that's been combed a la Starfire. She looks kind of Tamaranian to me. Uh, not in the original version, or the, the scan that I have, she's definitely black. Okay, well then maybe it is Flair. Um, they were in issue 27, was it? Uh, 27 was when we saw the uh, the names of the people. Oh, okay. 
but uh, Flair was one of those um, listed in there yes. as being mind wiped. Okay, what is she doing? So it could be her. Those fantastic Forest people. I guess it doesn't really make a difference. I'll look it up while Derek continues. Sure. Oh, wait. Okay. Whoop. Yeah, that, that's what Flair looks like. Um, thank you, Travis, for that uh, image. Mm -hmm. She's so rarely seen without being flared up. It's yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, oh right. she actually does have a costume. Yeah. So she, so issue, she and Sunboy never got around together. Issue thirty-two was the one that uh, um, where they appeared. Well, that's a totally different haircut than the one this woman has in the. Maybe it's like a maybe it's an asbestos suit where she can't flare up. That's quite possible. Hmm, interesting. Some some kind of control device. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so the doctor keeps going. And as you know, the galaxy has six billion refugees from old Earth to accommodate. There is no room elsewhere. Element Lad responds, we understand, Dr. Chuan. We were just grateful that you allowed the Legion to assist with the patients. After all, Meek was one of us. Squire is Wildfire's brother. Still, it is we who should be thanking you, Mr. Arar. And there's an announcement. Please clear the area. And guys in the crowd. Hey, you know who those guys are? They, they fought for the Dominators. People, please, says Kent. And the prisoners are going, no, no, we fought for humanity, for liberation under the Dominion. May the Dominion rule forever. And the crowd does not like this. Listen to that. They're a bunch of monsters. Dis-kissing traitors. They don't deserve to live. Hey, come on, keep moving. And I'm going to call a charmer just for, for the sake of it. Uh, that's the distraction. Turn away. Uh, traitors, murderers. Give me the chance to... And she is able to turn off the the cuffs that are holding the prisoners. Security field. It's by just pushing random buttons. Yes. Well, that's how you do it. Yeah. Right. You just keep pushing <laughs> buttons till something happens. <laughs> uh, is there. Now we can settle this little dispute. Is that um, Chameleon Chief, or is that just another Durlin? I think it's no, that's another Durlin. No, that's Holdor. Oh, that's oh Holdor. Okay. Yeah, you just yes. can't see his fin. Uh, so the the bald guy is Black Mace, and I don't know who the green skin short woman is. But these were all people who were uh, who were mind wiped. The guard says, "Hey, you shouldn't have done that." Done what, Booby? Uh, I'd better restore the field uh, and detain the patients. Ah, uh, now, that wouldn't be any fun, would it, sweetie? You're, you're right. This is better, more fun. <laughs> Isn't it, though, she says with a sparkle in her eyes. Yeah. And there is chaos, there is confusion, there is pathoons. There is close shrek. enough. Take a drink. Take, Take a, a drink. drink. <laughs> Look out! Oh my God, Lord, they're free! Kent's shouting out, "Mig, Squire, please!" 
Okay. Yes. I, okay. Legion Legion newbie cutting in real quick. Sure. Yes. Who the who the heck is Squire? This is his first appearance. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, his his first physical appearance. He was listed back in issue twenty seven. Okay, so he was listed, been... but this is his first physical show up. Correct. But, yeah. But okay, so I'm used to the beer bombs like digging stuff out of Legion history. So he's no. Drake's brother, and he has the same powers. Th- that's all new, I think. Yeah. Right? Yes. When he was listed back in issue twenty seven, his powers were said to be object animation. Oh. And then uh, Mig, or Mig, was Mig. given the power was given the powers of sonic emissions. So he's now Tyrock to electric with, ka- with karate powers. Yep. He's, he's shooting a sonic blast out of his right hand. Oh yeah, there it is. That's the yeah. yeah. But Squire's just kind of shooting beams like his brother does. So it's, I don't know. It's not very that is clear correct. what he's doing. <laughs> He's the brother who never was before and quite possibly never will be again. Never so, will be again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's that one-shot legionnaire with the power he can only use one time, for real. <laughs> it's not the first time a sibling of a legionnaire has turned up with similar powers. Yeah, a lightning that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but but Wildfire, Wildstar, Wildfire got his powers through an accident. Correct. Like I, I guess uh, Squire. Well, I guess Squire got his powers in the tubes. So I was gonna say he was he was standing slightly off panel during during Wildfire's uh, origin story, but I guess uh, he got his powers later than that. Yeah. My presumption is that the Dominators recreated the accident that made him Wildfire yeah, to his brother. That's to, completely plausible. Yeah. To to see if it runs in the family. And apparently it does. Because remember, they're all about testing uh, for the metagene and all that sort of thing. Um, and that was still like the the new hotness at DC at the time. Okay, continuing on. Uh, Mig is zapping and kicking at the same time. Yes, free at last to avenge the slaughter of our Dominion brethren. Brethren. Brethren, and Squire is zapping somebody. Cowards, betrayed Earth, seek to brainwash us against our Dominion saviors. Kent comes up behind Mig and grabs him. Come on, Mig, get a grip. The war's over, man. No. And Mig, using his Karate Kid two abilities, throws Kent against a a, a pod. The war against anti-Dominion oppression is never over. And young Ultra Boy is zooming past in the background. Meanwhile, uh, old Element Lad comes up behind Squire. Okay, Squire, that's enough. The hatred you're feeling, Squire, it isn't yours. You can fight it. Beat it. John Adder, Element Lad? No, trying to brainwash me. Eat raw energy, traitor. Oh, leave the traitor. Take a drink. Yay, take a drink. And this is almost a... uh... Uh, almost identical to the cover. Yes, yes. Yep. Element Lead responds to the, the energy blast. Raw energy, nothing an inertron shield can't stop. In fact, try a pair of inertron gloves. And he changes Squire's um, blaster gloves to inertron gloves. Huh? No. Sealed inside containment suit? 
my mind trapped. Meanwhile, the invisible kid has come up behind Mig. Mig, try to fight it. Mig, control yourself. An adversary appearing out of nowhere. Mig, it is me, Jacques, invisible kid. We were teammates, friends. No, you are no friend to the Dominion. And he zooms up into the air. And no friend of mine. What? Says invisible kid who's still grabbing hold of him. Sonic emissions. <laughs> and he's thrown away from Mig. Yes, a power the Dominion has granted me to carry on the fight. Meanwhile, SW6 Colossal Boy comes swooping past and grabs Invisible Kid. Gotcha! You know, you guys really ought to be wearing flight rings. Uh, yes, uh, thank you, Colossal Boy. Anytime. So, what's the rumble here? Uh, don't these people know rocks and clubs can hurt? And the crowd seems to have turned. They're the ones murdered our Dominion allies. Uh, yes. Huh? When did this mob turn pro-Dominion? And Charmer is behind them. When their weak male minds met their match, the powers of Conchita Dresden. And the crowd is under her control. The Dominion was the only hope we had. They could have saved Earth and those bastards who butchered them. And they're throwing things at Colossal Boy. Hey, come on, guys. I don't want to hurt anybody. Ow! Kill the Legion, destroy them. Ow, my uh, shins. <laughs> <laughs> invisible Kid has turned invisible and ducked around a corner. Uh, like and, a hero. Yes. Running away, uh, eh? <laughs> wow. Shades of and, Phantom Girl. <laughs> he is French Kid is the, the Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> So the, the, the angry crowd are like climbing up Colossal Boy's legs. Kill him, rip him apart. Oh, no, look out, look out. Uh, invisible kid around the corner. No, blast it. Colossal Boy should have escaped when he had the chance. This mob, it is out of control. Colossal Boy comes crashing down. Get him, kill the freak. Make him pay. And Jacques suddenly becomes visible and smacks a guy in the face. Leave him alone. This he has done you no harm. And Charmer comes up behind him and says, Get them, kill them, for the glory of the Dominion. And behind her is Universo. Please, my dear, don't you think that's enough? Another helpless male to do my bidding. Is this not quite pointless? Pointless? Yes, yes, you're right. Order. We must have order. And the crowd suddenly go, order. What, what are we doing? We, we must have lost our minds. <laughs> oh, two pages at once. And Universo is there, calming down the crowd. Please, please, everyone, let's end this senseless violence. Please. Um, where are we? Ah, there we are. There is a kawoosh as Squire's containment suit bursts. Oh, My mind take a drink. Controlled. Must Family. escape. Family tradition. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's been, uh, I don't know if I've read these issues since they came out, but I have no 
uh, idea if we ever see Squire again or not. I don't think we do. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Ken Shakespeare is holding the ruptured containment suit. Squire, his energy body gone. And the crowd are suddenly coming to their senses. Universo is right. He's right. This is senseless. That's, Fun. The, uh, That's Polecat. That is Polecat, yes, who has, uh, whose last Stinky. appearance was Adventure 331. Uh, he was listed as having the powers of, quote, pungent toxic emissions. <laughs> Listen to Universo. He's the man. He saved us all. No, no, my friends. I am simply urging order. Reason. Draft him now. Universo for president. <laughs> I, uh, Jacques is a bit stunned. I, I, I suppose we should feel gratitude. To which Kent responds with, no, I think suspicion and foreboding are quite appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know why Jacques is being optimistic here. <laughs> Meanwhile... The Lyrian Mountains of Delon Three. Have we had Delon Three before? Uh, Delon, with no number, was a world listed on the Allegiance Emergency Board in Adventure mm. Three Twenty Seven, but we knew nothing about it except the name. Mm. Right. So we have Nura, Dreamgirl, talking to a mysterious somebody, <clears throat> and Dreamgirl says. You'd have to know Misa was the most single-minded woman. I mean, she even suspected big sister Nora was trying to keep tabs on her, trying to help her out. Well, she'd just bust a seam. But then I thought, say, what if you just happened to be passing through? How could she refuse your help? She doesn't even know about you and me and how we, well, you know, <clears throat> says the person off screen. I mean, look at the poor thing. She's launched herself on some kind of mad quest. Like Convinced... 28 issues ago. <laughs> <laughs> Convinced no, it was that... not 28 issues ago. How long ago was it? 20. We last saw her in issue 20. Well, it felt like 40. Yeah, so, I, so I agree. It's, it's still been nearly two years. Yeah. Convinced that fulfillment somehow awaits her in the rubble of the sorcerer's world. And we see a little hollow of Mysa going, Oh, goddess, goddess, please. It's got to be here, please. So, Nora continues, Come on, sweetie. What do you say? Can you give her a hand? And a green skinned, bold person says, um, As usual, you presume too much, however. I could never say no to you, could I, Nura? Okay, couple of things. <laughs> Dream Girl's lost about 50 pounds since the last time we That saw was her. my first thought, too, yeah. yes. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was the point of her gaining those pounds in the first place, though. It was kind of like she's in a position of power, and she's kind of... She doesn't have to worry about being in full Legion fighting form all the time, right? Right. But the, the second thing, it's nice to see Martian Manhunter back in the Legion. I don't think he's been around since. Is that Martian Manhunter? It is. Yes. I yes. assume well, it, it is because it my other thought was 
This was some kind of Pulsar Stargrave pull or something. No, no. It's John. It's John. Uh, is it Legion 300 he appeared, or was it the Wedding of Bouncing Boy and Duo Damsel? I forget. 200. Yeah. So when Dave, yeah, the wedding. Yeah, so Dave Cockerham, when, he, when Dave Cockerham drew the issue, he put in his Easter eggs, Martian Manhunter and Tars Tarkas of Barsoom from the uh, John Carter Warlord of Mars series. Because, well, it took place on Mars, so why not have a couple of real Martians there? Yeah. And well, this so, is the first uh, time John's actually had like a panel appearance, right? Like, correct. Talking appearance, yeah, as opposed yeah. to like, just a cameo, yeah. And and heavily implied that he's bonked Nura. Heavily implied that, yes. Yes. <laughs> but you know, according to Shooter, that's her canon. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. So, you know. And and Darren, I noticed that she is slimmer than she was in her previous appearance, but I just chopped that up to uh, um, artistic license. Because uh, she wasn't just bigger. She was also older. She was she was older. She was more zoftig. It's like when they slimmed down Amanda Waller. Yeah. Right. Well, I, it's it's that noticeable a difference. In I, her, I figure she had her now. she had her big encounter with Tom again and then Maybe she's got working the, on getting her got man on back. The, got on the slim fast. Hit, hit the old, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it it was the early nineties, so <laughs> it's quite possible. But I would have liked to have seen some kind of explanation. Again, yeah. we're we're being forced to tie these threads Wait. together. And five years later, you're explaining. Yep. <laughs> Explanations. Yep. Come on now. <laughs> I want to see <laughs> her work out and turn yeah. down the. Got to see the montage. She could have had this conversation with Jean while she was on the treadmill. Oh. With a, with a towel around her neck. That you assumes know? that that's the way they do these things then. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, would, maybe she just would, took a pill. <laughs> would you know, Dream Girl allow herself to be seen on a treadmill? Century. No. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> but it just seemed like she was so comfortable being that way. And now she's this way suddenly. Because it wasn't that long ago when we talked. <laughs> You think she's gonna go a couple of rounds with Martian Manhunter? It's, it's, it's time. For, it's time for a montage. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Adrian. Anyway, so. Meanwhile, uh, just my comments. <laughs> we have old Tenzel manning the phones. Legion temporary headquarters. May I help you? I see. No, ma'am, I'm afraid we won't have time for your pet skink, and it doesn't matter how high the tree is. No, ma'am, I don't know. You might try the Legion of Super Monsters. You're welcome, ma'am. Legion Temporary Headquarters. The Legion of, the Legion of Super Monsters was actually a thing. Um, it was... Uh, does anybody, Actually, I do a stump the subs. Does anybody remember any of the <laughs> members of the Legion of Super Monsters? There were five Earthquake, of them. Earthquake Beast. That's one of them. Yay! Not stumped. Woohoo! Lightning Beast of Cobalt. No. Oh. Uh, the other four were the Drill Beast, the Eye Monster, the Mirror Monster, and the Omni Beast, all of whom were under control of Jungle King back in Adventure 309. Yeah. Jungle King! So, so Tenzel has uh, Garth on the phone for Rock. 
Hey, Garth, old buddy, how goes it? Um, Rock, I... Garth, what's wrong? It's it's Imra, Rock. She's gone. She just disappeared without a trace. Imra? Good Lord. Listen, Garth, if there's anything we can do to help, anything, Tenzel goes, oh, boy. Garth keeps going. Thanks, but there's there's nothing you can do, Rock. Not until we at least find a clue or something. I've just got to rotate my screen. <laughs> that was back right. in issue 37, by the way, where she disappeared right. or was kidnapped. Yeah. Garth keeps going as Chameleon Boy and Stone Boy approach. I just called because I thought you should know. Thanks, Garth. Keep us posted, says Rock. Hey, guys, says Chameleon Boy. Everyone's waiting. Come on. Darg can man the switchboard for us. Now, I pronounce it Darg like the Swedish or the Scandinavian version, because in Australia, if I was to say dag, that's an idiot. Oh. Say, <laughs> so, you dag, you idiot. And so what have we got? We've got uh, Rock, Tenzel, and Cam walking down the corridor. Okay, says Rock, but I don't know. This is going to be weird. Ah, oh, don't worry, Rocky, says Tenzel. It'll be a blast. <laughs> Come on, you guys. It's just a business meeting, says Cam. And they pass Joe, old ultra boy. Hey, Joe. Joe, the meeting is this way, says Rock. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, listen, you guys fill me in on what happens, okay? I'm not sure I'm up to this. Mm. And we have our meeting of the SW6 and the old Legion. And I'll go around and do the switch bubbles as I go. So up in the top left, we have Kent Shakespeare on a landing looking over. We have Sunboy and Ferro Lad talking. Sunboy says, I mean, hey, you don't have to tell me old brain bucket is cracked up. Anybody who'd break off with a piece of sculpture like Laurel, well. Yep, no argument here, says Stoneboy. No, that's... That's a Ferro Lad. Oh, sorry, Feral Lad. Very, yeah. very similar to Stone Boy. You know, <laughs> In many ways. Yes. I should have known by that F.E. on his chest. <laughs> Stupid Derek. <laughs> and the fact my my tablet is uh, zipping all over the place at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we've also got up on the upper landing, young Ultra Boy and young fan of Girl. Hey, you guys seen the older Joe? And, uh, Laurel Gann says, uh, no, no Joe. And... Older Violet says, maybe he won't be making it tonight. Further along on the upper side is Young Invisible Kid. Mm -hmm. uh, we skip down to the back wall. There's Old Brainy by himself leaning up against the wall. Young Brainy and Young Laurel Gann sitting next to each other on a couch. Uh, Devlin and Young Violet talking to Lightning Lad and Satin Girl. Violet is look young Violet is looking at Old Violet and going, why, why would she do that to her hair? <laughs> There's Laurel and Violet, um, a, a blue-skinned servitor, possibly a probe, and I think this woman might be Celeste McCauley, it, but I'm not 100%. It's Celeste, yeah. yeah it's Celeste. Yeah. And we have the two element lads. Young element lad is saying, but the journey has got to get easier sometime, doesn't it? Old element lad says, easier? I don't know. More rewarding, yes. And then moving back along to the centre, we have uh, the, both the Aylers sitting together 
And young Ayla says, wow, I can't believe I'm going to be so beautiful. And old Ayla says, I can't believe I was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Is then they creepy. <laughs> And no. then they started making out. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> no, think that's that would be happening. You get, you've got to remember the Wenathian concept of twins here. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But what uh, what's interesting about this layout here is that on the uh, on the second floor, we've got Sunboy, Pharaoh Lad, Phantom Girl, and Invisible Kid, all of whose adult counterparts are dead, oh. and then uh, Ultra Ultra Boy, um, whose adult counterpart is not there. He's avoiding. And then at the, yeah, he's avoiding them. But uh, I thought it was interesting to how the um, the ones who don't have adult counterparts are um, are kind of separated themselves from the ones who do. Mm. And yeah, it's interesting. And and even Kent Shakespeare, Kent Shakespeare yeah. has separated himself. Yeah. Not having a counterpart. Yeah, there's there's no Superboy downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> so. Behind the Aylas, there's somebody taking a drink off. Yeah, that's, uh, that's plate, Kono. Which I think is Kono. Yeah, yellow yeah, legs. Yeah, yellow. And we have young Matarita Lad walking towards young Colossal Boy and young Duo Damsel with old Cam, old Tenzel coming through the door and young Cosmic Boy standing to one side. Wait, would that be young Triplicate Girl? No, Duo Damsel. Was no, she, she would she here? Triplicate. I, about no, say, I think she, she's she been free. referred to as Duo Damsel in the story. Has she? Yes. Oh, does she not become triad in this continuity? Yeah, she's she shown splitting into three. Well, then they've messed up because someone called her Duo Damsel in that Sade issue. Hmm. Where Sade and Bounty threw down. Yeah, uh-huh. she's definitely shown split into three before and will be again. And then they have messed up. Oh now, now, but now, could that also be because... In like, fact, we've referred to her as Duo Damsel in this story itself. <laughs> so. Who was referring to her as Duo Yeah, they may not have known, whoever it is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I, I believe when it was Duo Damsel being referred to, it was by another one of the SW6. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's different. Well, that's because when she was... Uh, when she was cloned at this time, she was Duo Damsel. Mm-hmm. And then we have the question I, of could Oh, that's right. Isn't it that she was Dual Damsel, but she discovered says that she could split in three again? Correct. I don't think we've discovered that yet. Because it's a genetic think so. thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hmm. So we have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Colossal Boy sees Cam come through the door. Cam! Holy Trinity, says Lornu. You're alive. Now, just got to re-rotate. <laughs> and then suddenly the realization, oh, it's the older Cam. Hey, of course I'm alive. So where's my youthful counterpart? Oh, oh my God. You mean nobody told you? Oh, she's Cam. And in the background, the tendrils seem to be giving each other noogies. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Uh, back to the element lads, young element lad says, then how did you ever make it? To which old element lad responds, by learning to accept and embrace the adversity, by letting it strengthen me. The cosmic boys, old cosmic boy. So, so you're uh, me, young cosmic boy, um, and you um, must be me. Old Tenzel comes past with a plate. 
Sorry to interrupt the sparkling conversation, but anyone care for a canopy, some gyrofoam, a diode? Sunboy to Laurel Gand. Hey, babe, now that you've dumped that green feed, what say you and I get together and I'd just as soon kiss a stinkfish? Wow. The more things change. Mm. And, and this is after some boys got all these warnings about, hey, don't be a dick. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you know. And now we have Devlin and young Violet. It'd be great, Violet. You and me, together, in the Senior Legion. I'm certain they'd go for it. Gee, uh, I don't know, Devlin. Uh, I'm not sure I can really fit in anywhere else. Oh, of course you could fit in. Right here. I'll ask Mr. Crin right now. No, no, Devlin, please. And Devlin barges off. To be a bad old, boyfriend. Yeah. Yep. Old yep. Violet is watching this in the background, and she comes up to talk to her younger counterpart. Having a little communication problem there? Oh, um, um, hi, um, hey, it's okay, says Older Violet. You don't have to be put on it. You don't have to put on an act. I know I'm not exactly what you expected in your older self. I mean, come on. How could I not know? Hmm. Oh, it's it's not that really. Uh, hey, hey, look, Violet, relax. I'm how I turned out. You've got your own life ahead of you, and it'll take its own course. You're bright and you're strong and you can certainly decide what you want to do for yourself. Only, please, forget what other people tell you to do. Just listen to your heart. Uh, thanks, thanks, says younger Violet. Well, you know, I guess I do hope I turn out a lot like you after all. And looking at this page, I mean, if you look at how everybody is drawn physically different, I mean, you can tell who's who just, I mean, even without the the costumes and the hairstyles, mm -hmm. but, but you look at it and the body language is so very expressive yeah. and the facial features. And that's what, you know, I, what I really like about the, uh, the imminent art mm -hmm. is just how he, how he draws people just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now we switch over to young Ultra Boy and Phantom Girl with older Tenzel. Hey, Big Tens, where's this older Joe hiding himself? I mean, his tenure is dead, so he'd never forgive himself if he didn't meet my tenure. And Tenzel, for once, showing great restraint. Um, yeah, look, shocking. if that's the case, I'm sure he can find you. Uh, come on, spill it, Tens. Where is he? Zip. Sorry, Ultra Boy. I can say no more. My lips are neutrosealed. Oh, she's. And Tinya says to him, you know, Joe, maybe this isn't such a hot idea after all. Hey, don't worry. We'll find him. Now, let's see. If I were him, where would I be hiding? Mm. Which is his way of saying, which way did he go? Which way go did way. he go? <laughs> there you go, Josh. Ultra Boy trying to think. Never good. Right. <laughs> Not a good sign. And well, by the way, preemptively talked with Josh. So. <laughs> and now we have young Brainy and young Laurel and older Laurel. Young Laurel is saying, "Did it? Um, did it take a little courage to switch to a costume like that?" <laughs> and older Laurel says. Hey, listen, if you don't like eyes on you, what are you doing in the Legion in the first place, right? Younger Laurel says, 
Right. So get those butt cheeks hanging out, girl. And then younger Laurel continues, So, Brainy, what do you think? What would you do if I switched to a costume like that? Me, says Brainy, well, I guess I'd probably be accidentally blowing up a few more labs. (laughs) Like he needs any help with that. (laughs) And then younger Laurel says to her older counterpart, but uh, seriously, Laurel, I have to ask, what happened between you and your Brainy? Why did you guys split up? I, uh, says older Laurel, I'm not really sure, actually. I guess... I guess he just had more important things going on in his life. An old brainy is watching this conversation. Or maybe maybe we both just forgot there's nothing more important in life than a person you love. And then we switch to the toilets. And older Joe is there and younger Ultra Boy has found him. So there you are. Uh, yeah, I was just... I was, hey, it's me, little Joe. Oh, grife. <laughs> and man, and man, have I wanted to meet you? Uh, yeah, right, um, me too. But listen, I'd better be going. It's uh, good to see you, though, and say hi to... And he turns around and practically walks through Tinya. And she goes, hi, Joe, it's me, Tinya. We thought it'd be fun for you to meet Joe. Are you OK, Joe? Um, and he is very nonplussed. Sure, hey, it's it's really something to see you, Tinya. Yeah, yeah, re- really something. Boy, man, I uh, excuse me. And he leaves. And suddenly the light has dawned on the younger twins, a couple. Sweet Mistress Joe, what did we just put that man through? Um, uh, <laughs> hold me, hold me, Joe. Sure, Tinya, uh, I'm holding you. And please don't. Ever let go. And we're back to Devlin and younger Violet. Hey, Vi, it's all shit. Mr. Crin says you're welcome to come if you want. So how soon can you pack? Devlin, did it ever occur to you I don't want to go? Huh? Everyone I know is here, Devlin, and so are my chances of ever getting back to my own time. I can't give all that up and run off with you. But, cheap Violet, I've committed myself. I'm, I'm joining the other legion on Talos, and I, I just assumed that you'd want to. Assumed? Devlin, maybe you should assume I can think for myself. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, Violet, I didn't mean to. Oh, Devlin, look, I, I like you a lot. I really do. I, I think you're a great guy. But in my heart, I know my place is here. These guys are my family, Devlin, and right now I just can't leave them. And the older Violet is watching this and thinks to herself, well, way to go, kid. I notice a couple panels earlier, there's uh, older Lightlass or older Ayla Taking looking notice, back at yeah. Devlin. And... Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just listening in. <clears throat> Meanwhile, nearby, uh, a small pod is blasted off from the city and couple of guys who were talking in spaceport control. Uh, what was that? Some kind of launch from day one. Was it authorised? Uh, nothing I'm aware of. Well, what's his course? Where's he going? Uh, he, ju- he just uh, just shut down. He appears to be drifting out there. Okay, raise him. Find out who it is. Yes, ma'am. Control, 
Control Central to Identified Craft, Control Central. You have no clearance, please. And it's Joe, older Joe, sitting in there. He turns off the communicator. He sits in silence. He pulls out a letter. It looks like it's old and well-read. And it says, Joe, I'm off to see Mother. Return flight info on the fridge. Don't forget the fitting for your wedding ring Wednesday. Sorry you didn't make it back in time to say goodbye, but I'll be back soon. Miss you already, Tinya. And he sits there with tears streaming down his face. Credits, Tom and Mary Bivalm writers, Stuart Immerman, penciler, Ron Boyd, inker, John Workman, letterer, Tom McCrock, colorist, Eddie Berganza, assistant editor, Casey Carlson and Michael Urie, editors. Wow. It's a great scene to end on. Mm-hmm. It's almost a chunk scene. It is. It is. It was. It, it had all but that word balloon. Pr- pretty much. I think it was. I mean, I, by I, quick. Now you, you guys know I love Phantom Girl, but I think this whole Ultra Boy in Morning thing would have hit a lot harder if Phantom Girl wasn't also appearing in uh, Legion at the time. You mean because she was actually dead? Yeah. Or yeah, basically. Just just because I, I feel like we still got to see Tinya every month. Yeah, yeah. You know? <clears throat> it wasn't the same as when Feral Lad left or when Chemical but, King died or Karate Kid. So And you and you've also got to think that well if she's appearing in the in the twentieth century, then there's always a chance that they could somehow still meet up. Well, and and but that's the thing is that that we know that he doesn't know that yet, and that and, yeah. and that's all to you know tease the eventual. Well, the won't really happen, um, but the eventual uh, re, uh, well, reunion, right? They, they reunite. Yeah. Yeah, they do, but wow. But not for very long. Not for very no. long at all. No. no. Yeah, there's a that that's a whole other thing, but mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah, I mean, at, 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 you know, presumably at the time they didn't know they were going to uh, to to get rebooted. So you know, there there was totally. sort of a probably a uh, you know a longer term uh, thought of the of, of of reuniting them at some point, but uh, or having a Legion L E G I O N team up right at some point where. It would be teased that they would meet, but then maybe not meet, you know, at the very yeah. end, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. They were and so they, close. They, they just missed each several. other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> become star-crossed lovers, literally. Yeah. yeah. You just missed Faze. You'd really like her. She's awesome. <laughs> She's awesome. She kicks butt, and she what takes you... no crap from Vril Docks. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a girl I know. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah. that whole thing would have yeah. been, Wow. A lost opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So, well, they were under different offices. That's that's part but, of the problem. So, which that made a lot of sense. Yeah, but, but I think I think that sort of got split apart. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to take Superboy out of the Legion, then the Legion shouldn't be part of the Superboy office. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> no, really. I'm, like, I'm not really sure re-org, where. Do a reorg, right? Yeah, I'm not sure really where they fell. Um, cause they were with Art Young and that was pretty much his only book. Um, 
Yeah. Like team. And I'm just remembering back to uh, to what Joe was saying about how siloed uh, the different editorial offices were. And, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of communication between between those those silos. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I and I wonder if they just kind of got moved over um, sort of early on and. um and we're kind of a, a, a casualty of, uh, of of that sort of editorial split. Quite possibly. Yeah. All right, well, I really like the second part of this issue. I think the first part is a bit flat and not a lot happens. Yeah. But I really love the part with the, the various counterparts talking to each other. And totally. it's written really well. You can tell different characters are are talking to each other that they're not all the same person mm-hmm. except for the cosmic boys they're, they're the same but you know it, it's just a really nice scenes between them and i really love the violet scenes i oh, think that's yeah. just a really the best one of the lot mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree it's uh it's a, it's a it is a really great um again getting to sort of look at themselves through that mirror and um, and you know to, for you know it, it it the the uh, quote between the Aylas really does kind of sum it up. It is that idea of them, uh, you know, the younger ones think, "Wow, look at older me," and uh, and vice versa. Um, you know, was it? Wow, I'll grow up to be really cool. And and the other one's like, "Wow, was I ever that cool?" Yeah. <laughs> All right. What did uh, what did Tom have to say about the issue? All right, so Tom says, um, let's see, he first notes that this is the second issue of the post-Giffen era and the first that's totally penciled, penciled by Stuart Immonen. I guess from our standpoint, it's arguable if this is the first post-Giffen issue or the second because he was involved last issue, although he didn't write it. Um, he talks about uh, SW6 Laurel, uh, desperately hoping that SW6 Valor will return from his trip into the time stream. Um, he says, I believe at this time he'd been swallowed up in the time stream so that he could have solo adventures in his own title of this period. Um, and this issue came out in between Valor number four and five. Um, let's see, in this scene, we get a good look at how the older Brainy differs from the younger Brainy. The older one, weary of tiptoeing around the feelings of his emotional teammates, mm. just grumpily dismisses the possibility they'll ever, ever see the SW6 Valor again, causing Laurel to freak out. The younger Brainy, still willing to give it his all in an attempt to get along as well as possible with his teammates, especially the girl he loves, has been working hard to comfort Laurel and keep her hopes up, and he's not a little pissed at the insensitivity of his older counterpart. Mm. Uh, let's see, in the crowd scene with Universo, he says, one touch I like is that Universo's mind control immediately gets everyone craving order, which I have perceived to be a driving force for Universo. He is not comfortable in a chaotic world, so he wants to impose order on the world, preferably with himself in charge. Uh, there's a quick one-page cutaway where Nora is trying to get a friend to agree to check in on Misa and offer her... Uh, offer help to her as she seeks some kind of mysterious fulfillment within the remains of the sorcerer's world. At the bottom, we find that Nora's friend is none other than, none other than John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. 
As we scripted that page, we clearly implied that John was one of Nura's many lovers, but I can remember they wanted to avoid that implication since Nura's humanoid physiology would presumably be very incompatible with John's. They ended up just adding an online, an odd line from John, uh, quote, as usual, you presume too much, which doesn't read well on the page and doesn't really change the implication that the two have been lovers. I've been bothered over the years about how hung up people are about sexual compatibility between alien races, most of which can be traced to the clever article, Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex, which discussed how disastrous sex might be between a Kryptonian man and a human woman. But I have two big problems with how people have subsequently approached sex in the comics. For one thing, these races are so fantastic in both their humanness and their superhuman powers that just about anything is possible in terms of how their sexuality might work. And secondly, everybody ignores that there are lots of things that fall under the category of making love beyond traditional baby-making, man-and-woman-human sex. And to this day, I prefer to think that Nora and John explored a number of those possibilities. And I will note that he was also a shapeshifter. And, I was about to say. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. He <laughs> can make his physiology whatever that, he damn but, pleases. Uh, yeah. Oh, I just <laughs> used my imagination. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and the, the, I think it could have been all telepathic. Yeah, and the the uh, essay that uh, Michael was referring to there um, was uh, Larry Niven, was it not? Yeah, I believe. Yes. That. Yeah. So. And uh, it easily, was easy easy to it find, not, folks, and it's it's worth a read. It would not be, it would not be good for Lois Lane. No. In no, his uh, no. in his essay. Uh, let's see. He mentions the story picks up back on Earth at temporary Legion headquarters. Uh, Tenzel is manning the switchboard. A uh, call for, comes in from Garth, who tells Rock that Imra has disappeared without a trace. Um, uh, this is a teaser for the Tom McCraw plotted fill-in a couple issues away, which uh, I guess we wouldn't find out until we get there that it's a Tom McCraw written. Uh, the issue ends with a poignant scene in which the older Joe, still reeling from the sight of young Tanya, takes a little ship into space and just sits out there drifting. He pulls out something he's apparently been carrying around with him for years. The last note Tinya wrote to him before she disappeared. The issue ends with a silent panel of tears streaming down Joe's face. This was the first full issue penciled by Stewart, and it's a pretty good-looking issue. Um, the Legionnaires generally look great, and he could make the kids' uniforms look believable and cool while still being consistent with their original designs. His women were generally drop-dead gorgeous, for instance, you could really understand why the males in the story were powerless against the charms of Cochetta, and his Nora captured that voluptuous sexiness that makes her irresistible despite her plus-size dimensions. And throughout the story, there, there are many great facial expressions on the characters really communicating the emotion of the story with skill and subtlety. Um, and I mentioned up at the top about the cover, he says the cover demonstrated how the book was starting to stunt to try and pump up sales. Because we had the Squire Burroughs character in the story, they put him on the cover with artwork that made him look like the original Wildfire. The caption was, guess who's back? Wrong. This is hardly a cover that's representative of the significant events of the issue, but it is a cover that probably motivated a more than a few people to pick up the issue considering that one of the steady requests we've got in the letter column was for the return of Wildfire, 
And the very first thing they did after Mary and I were gone was to actually bring him back. Uh, the letters page was cut down to a single page, I think because there were 24 pages of artwork. I have no recollection of why the story is longer than usual, but it's possible somebody decided we were cramming too much into the allotted pages and freed up an extra page for us. Beyond doubt, this was an example of the really crowded, complicated stories Stuart was going to be asked to illustrate during his brief collaboration with us. And then the, uh, the rest of it talks about um, uh, the mechanics of the dome cities and, mm -hmm. and how uh, he wished we had seen more of the interiors of the different cities and how they physically linked up together. Um, but they, uh, they estimated at a population of 50 million for each dome. Or sorry, 50 million total by thinking an average of about a half million per dome, okay. which would represent which would represent about half of a current average U.S. metropolitan area. Hmm. And uh, that is what Tom has to say. All right. All right, then. Well, then, let's get into... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I've got some, uh, some of the sub-questions if we need to... Yeah, I've go got some... It. I've got... Also feedback, some... feedback first. Um, let's, let's do the stump first and then we'll get into the stuff. Yeah. All right. Per the usual, my questions have no, no relevancy to anything we've just read or anything <laughs> we will be reading at any time in the near future. This is just something that came to me when I was just doing some investigations. Okay. All right. So in the, uh, original DC comics present series, uh, the Legion of superheroes gets the title marquee three times. Uh, in issue 13, 43, and 80. Note, I'm not including the uh, the uh, substitute Legion of substitute uh, Legion of substitute heroes uh, in this question. That issue is not does not count towards the contents of these questions. All right. So, on the cover of those three issues, not including Superman, 13 Legionnaires appear on those covers. Uh -huh. uh, which ones appear more than once? Ooh. Lightning Lad? Wrong. Uh, Saturn Girl? <laughs> also wrong. Yeah, Cody. no. Brainiac Chameleon 5? Chameleon Boy? Nope. <laughs> I'm, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. So Cam, Violet, Phantom Girl, Ultra Boy, and <laughs> Element Lad were on issue 80. Sun Boy. That was them coming home. Sun Boy was one. I know Shady was probably on two because they nope. liked to see her. No? Just nope. the one. So then Dawn Star. Element Lad. Element Lad. Element Lad was the other one. Oh, okay. Sunboy and Element Lad both ah. appeared twice. Gotcha. Yeah, because huh. I, I knew he was on the Mordru one, but I was trying to think of the other yeah, one. He, yeah. he was on the 81 too. Yeah. All right. Second part question. Uh, not including like the trade dress title stuff uh, or the fact that Superman is on the cover. What do all three covers have in common? They're all in outer space. Yes. They're all issues of DC Comics Presents. <laughs> Not two. Yeah, they're all these mirrors in my kitchen. They're all legionnaires. have been in my kitchen. They're all legionnaires on star backgrounds. All right. And final triple bonus question Ooh. How many different Legion of Superheroes logos appear on these covers? Uh, three. Yeah. Three. Yeah, because we got the Superboy and the Legion one on uh, 13. 
Uh, and then you got the uh, the, the regular Big L one. The the in the the two eighties. Yep. And then you got the uh, Baxter one in the yep. last one. Yeah. That's all of them. I I just found that all very interesting and fascinating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Excellent. But when when they appeared in Brave and the Bull, which logo was it? It was the, it uh, was the first one after Superboy left that yeah, started the tri- in 260. The, the dissolving triangle. 259. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was the, the one that was based the, on the, the X-Men logo. Yeah. yeah. The big L one. All righty. That's it for my stumps. Outstanding. Good job, everyone. All right. Do you know which um, hero is 43 years old today? Here's what a stump is, question. Who is, who is, who is? related. I just ran across this. 43 this? years old today. Firestorm, the nuclear oh. man. Oh yeah! Wow! My goodness, dear Lord, we're old people. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, some uh, some feedback from our from our friend Alan Bow says, uh, "Hello there, subs. I just wanted to pop into the time bubble and tell you how much I'm still enjoying your podcast. I got my copy of uh, of LSH number eleven, sat down at the nearest Starbucks, and read through it quickly and breathlessly, or should I should say, without hardly taking a breath." Uh, he says, I mentioned that incident only to say that listening to you guys and reading the issue a second time gives me much more thorough and pleasant experience. I noticed much more of the Bendis humor and more of Sook's incredible art, stuff that I'm not sure I would notice even if I read it a second time by myself. Take care and happy holidays. That's awesome. That's wow, cool. we're thorough. It's why, it's why we and do this. Enjoyable. Ooh. It's why, uh, that's uh, awesome. I like Thank that. you, Al. Much appreciated. Yep. All right. And. Um, David Spofforth. Um, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. He says, hi, guys. Just a quick one. But you talked about the first Legion two-parter being Starfinger. But five issues earlier, you've got the two-part Dynamo Boy story. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and look at that. I do not recall that being a two-parter. Um, that was the one with the adult Legion in there, right? Uh, I don't recall. I'd have to go back and read it. I can't reach those books. They're they're far away. Um, all right. What issue (laughs) was, what issue was the start? They're all the way over there. Oh, I don't even remember the numbers. I'm looking it up. Okay. 380, not 380. Listen to me too. No, not 380, like three... 337 ish thereabouts. So let me uh I miss Comic Book DB so bad. Right? Yes. I missed I missed that site so bad for research. It was yeah. so useful. So <laughs> very useful. Uh, Comics, Starfinger Comics was Starfinger was 334, 335. Comics.org is pretty useful. Okay. That's what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> the um not nearly as good. Uh, let's see. Bad. Which one was Dynamo Boy in? All right. So was, wasn't he the one who was the time trapper guy? Or am I thinking incorrectly? Um, uh, so that was that was three thirty. The secret of the mystery legionnaire. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was then, because then. Uh, uh, he was the one who let in Lightning Lord, Cosmic King, and Saturn Queen into the Legion. 
and then um, there they are on 331. So yeah, it looks like wow. 330, 331. Well, there we Good go. Call. There we have it. See? Hey, I didn't... there's an earlier two-parter. We keep finding one every week. So. <laughs> I, I didn't recognize it from the cover. That's the 330 cover is the one where Superboy turns fat and Brainiac 5 turns into a gorilla and Colossal Boy shrinks. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I didn't, I didn't catch that as a Dynamo Boy. Mm-hmm. So readers, if you uh, know an earlier one, let us know. Or listeners. Yeah. So yeah, just looking at the, um, oh, I love that 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 second with the uh, with Superboy talking to the Legion of Supervillains as they pointed out his gravestone. Mm-hmm. Um, they would never do that again. Um, and that yeah. So so three thirty one was it's uh, look according to um, the uh, uh, the official index the one that Mark Wade did. Um, um, Dynamo Boy, no further appearances to date. Mm. Um, Give other, them time. Other characters. Speaking of uh, this issue, Polecat. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And the like Tusker. Polecat was ever going to come back if he wasn't in like the Legion of Supervillain War. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had he had his own entry in Who's Who in the Legion. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did. Oh yeah, they were Looking nothing if not fabulous thorough. in that black and white outfit. And so that story was by uh, Jerry Siegel and Jim Mooney. Pity the guy who's got to clean that costume, dear oh, yeah. God. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. Nasty no, business. Thank you, sir. All right. So there we go. Confirmed. <laughs> All right. Um, Howard Madnick, uh, quick thought on episode 633 and why the case for Darkseid makes even more sense. Now, he actually sent this twice, and uh, mainly because when he had sent the original... Um, he had he had listened to part of the episode and then listened to the rest of it um, mm. uh, bef- um, uh, while he was walking the dog and um, so he, he said he had edited out the the bits and uh, so he mentioned um, still holding on to the great darkness equals dark side theory um, and adding. Um, yeah, it's funny because yeah, what he what he, he mentions like the the cape which you should never tug on, and then later he's listening to it and we actually say it. Um, <laughs> he says, "I suspect Superman's cape, which, as you noted, you should never tug on, has absorbed magical energy from the attacks uh, Superman, which is the adventures of Superboy as a man, uh, has enjoyed has endured over the years. So I think it warrants a place next to Aquaman's trident." Maybe there's magic in Gold Lantern's ring, like the Star Heart that powered pre-ki- the pre-crisis Alan Scott's ring. Like the magic in Frosty's hat. Like the magic in <laughs> Frosty's hat, exactly. Uh, hence, Brainiac 5's interest in this power source. That's a good point. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the idea of... of uh, yes, the idea of magic in, uh, in the power rings uh, is certainly... Uh, um, it wouldn't be the first time that has shown up. Um, I do like the notion that Darkseid has long vanished and a religion sprung up around his story, like the commandy stories about Superman that used his, his uh, customs as a totem, uh, not just in Millennium, but also in number 29. And what religion wouldn't want to bring back its deity? 
That said, I can also totally see this echoing the uh, LSH, JSA, JLA crossover with the Demons 3, where Darkseid, like the Demons, is brought back and promptly annihilates his benefactors. Long live oh, the Legion. I can totally see that, yeah. And stay safe. And he says, P.S. Darren especially, thank you for voting. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Gonna do it again in a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there we go. So that is the stuff. So yeah, I, I think in this in this realm of what we've got set up in the Bendis run is Darkseid versus Mordru is going to be epic if that's what's going to come. Well, that's interesting. I mean, Mordru is showing that he's not on a jet ski anymore, so yeah, got to kind of take it seriously at this it, point. It makes me think and of he's not just a he's not just an underworld thug. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. There, um, he actually has some mystical chops there, so. Not your granddad, Mordru. Yeah. Nope. Makes it me does, think. It does bring up the question of who's going to be the new Doctor Fate, doesn't it? Well, well, I don't. I don't. I think he's. I don't think she's dead. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that looked kind of disintegrating to me, but I agree that if you don't have the body, yeah. then they're not dead. That's yeah. a comic book rule. Um, well, but the body is going to be strapped into whatever device Cosmic Boy is getting strapped into. Because <laughs> you know there's a device somebody's getting strapped into. That's just how that's how it goes. You know, like Phil Coulson in Tahiti. Yes, I'm rewatching Agents of Shield. No, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I like oh, wow. watching Clark Craig being strapped down to a machine. It's fun. Anyway, um, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that because because Darren, those episodes that's like ancient history. I, I know, right? So, yes. Speaking of which, what happened this week, or what will have been going to have happened this week in Legion history? It's better and better at that. <laughs> Please get more practice at it. Yeah. All right. All right. So this week in Legion history, 40 years ago, December 1980, Secrets of the Legion of Superheroes number three. Ooh. Will the Legion's last secret spell their doom? Don't miss the exciting conclusion to the greatest Legion epic of all time. <laughs> Thanks a little bit hyperbolic. Yeah, but was, that the, was that the Dynamo Boy story? <laughs> and and I also, you know, if you go back and look at the at the covers and everything um, from that series, it's like this secret will spell the end of the Legion, or if this gets out, then then we're doomed. And well, no, it's just you know, Brand is. Chameleon Boy's father. Oh, no. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a spoiler because we've already revealed that Brand is Cam's totally. father. Yeah. Uh, um, looking at it, by ago, the way, the, the, those covers were actually just done by Giordano. The, the first one was James and Giordano. The second two were Giordano yeah. by himself. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, 30 years ago, 1990, Legion of Superheroes, Volume 4, Number 15. Um, the Legion is called to a rando by former teammates, former teammate Princess Projectra, who is now Queen Projectra, to help the United Planets defend Orando against the invading Kuns and their deadly weapon, the Red Scare. And remember all those magical weapons that Glorith was collecting there? Uh-huh. Whatever happened to those? Uh-huh. Collecting dust, I suppose. I think uh, I 20... think um, I think the the that uh, Mordru is going to get them for this new uh, Great Darkness. That's what's happening. Oh, uh, okay. Long or, game. I thought you were, were going to say Mordru. I thought you were going to say Mordru's blue probes that were uh, 
Um, we're going to who we actually saw this issue. Now he's taking so the artifacts and making there. a jet ski out of it. Come on. Yeah, the, we saw the probes, but the probes were all being controlled by Morger. Yeah. That one kind of fell away. Uh, anyway, 25 years ago in Flash number 110, Dead Heat Part 4, Flash and Jesse Quick confront the speed-channeling Savitar, who calls himself the God of Motion, and Excess appears in a flashback. Uh, God of, and God 10 of years ago, Somebody's full of themselves. Yeah, well... Uh, ten years ago, in December 2010, we have the DCU Holiday Special 2010 Number One, featuring the uh, the Retroboot Legion, uh, a series of false alarms on holiday with a capital H. That's the United Planets combination of all cultural, ethnic, and seasonal festivals. <laughs> Leads the Legion to the artificial intelligence running science police control. And that's another one that we uh, need to add to our orphan pile to cover someday. Yeah. Some some Christmas day. Yeah, I was gonna we'll say. Collect all, <laughs> we'll collect all of the uh, all of the unused Christmas stories. There we go. But it won't be this Christmas. Mm. Probably not. Probably not. No. Because we have something special planned. Already things. Afraid. We always do. It's what we do. And that <laughs> is what it we for do, this Jared. week in Legion we history. Do. Outstanding. Well, that is great. Derek, thanks for joining us once again. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And um, um, yeah, you know, Devlin never sounds quite as good when we do him. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's too bad there were no dominators for you to uh, uh, right to, to voice this week. I, I, I've always been expecting, you know, like tirades of... of letters of complaint from Ireland and Irish people, but maybe <laughs> stop listening. Our, 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 our five Irish listeners. You know, we scared them off. <laughs> no, All Patty, right. Sean, Patty, the <laughs> Patty O'Shawn. Patty O'Shawn. Sean O'Patty. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, by the way, I, for, I forgot to mention that this issue went on sale uh, December 22nd, 1992. Okay. A long, time, long damn time ago. Yeah. All right. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. But first, we're just going to read this little letter here and choke. We will see you all next week. Nura Now, featuring SlimFast. <laughs>